church intro aside, we are live coming to you following the Texas Longhorns. Uh, narrow last second loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, we are not a more victories kind of duo, but I'm joined today. Kyle's at the game, so I'm joined today by the man himself, Daniel Sorn, recruiting writer and over at BON, uh, former UAB uh, offensive lineman as well, knows the game really well. Daniel, how you doing today, brother? Hey, man. I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here just trying to kind of come down from the high of a great football game, you know, it, it, it felt like house money and when we got about halfway through, I was just, you know, I was a little worried going in, and then as the game played on, I'm like, you know, this team ain't backing down, Bama's not taking control, it wasn't playing out the way I thought it would in my head, and I'm like, we got down to the end of it, man, it kind of it, it kind of sucks when you think about it, but like they, they battled literally to the final 10, with the number one team in the country, man. So it's hard not to feel good about that, given what we know about this team. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of the, the two edges of the sword, right? Going into the game, Texas was a 20 point, 20 and a half point, almost three touchdown underdog. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hammering the over. Mm-hmm. You and I both on the BON roundtable had Texas losing by multiple touchdowns. And now we come out and like, I put it on Twitter. If you had told me at 1030 that I'd be mad about a one point loss, like, I would have laughed you out of your shoes. Like, Texas, there were opportunities, there were openings, there were uh, ability. Texas had the ability to win this game. Quinn Ewers went out early. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But with with Hudson, a hobbled Hudson card, Texas was able to drive down, kick the go-ahead field goal with 90 seconds left. And then Bryce Young went and did what Heisman winners do, put a drive together and won the game. So as we sit here, Daniel, your initial thoughts, man, What, what as you think and process, I know the fan side of us wants to still be hyped up, but as you think and process on it, man, what are your, what are your initial reactions to the game? Holy hell, man. This team has a hell of a lot more heart than we definitely saw of all last year. It might be in the last three, four years combined. And my biggest takeaway, because, you know, I was getting I was getting pretty dang excited how Quinn Ewers was getting going. I I hate, I, I swear, I hate to even think about what happened back in 09 in the Rose Bowl, but it's like almost the same thing, except it didn't end up being a blowout. It ended up being a fist fight right down to the very end. I think, I, I honestly do think if Quinn Ewers stays out there and stays in that game, they are testing that Bama defense and that secondary a heck of a lot harder than they did that entire second half after, you know, after he had to go down and go out because that ball was exploding out of his hand. That like that deep ball that he threw down there like, when he like, Xavier Worthy dropped it in the end zone. That I, I was just like kind of blown. Like, dang, dude, we didn't see any of that last week. They didn't seem to have that connection, but it was starting look like it was starting to tighten up. And Bama wasn't able to just be like you know get close to the line of scrimmage you know, stack the box, you know, and just attack the way they, they did the rest of the game and really were able to limit B. John. But, like, I hope he's healthy because I really want to see him. I really want to see him this year. I feel like he's really close to taking the next step. He didn't look shook. He didn't look shell shot. You know, he threw that pick early. He bounced right back, and he came out the gate. Sarves put a great script together, and they were rolling. So I thought they had a chance to really put a lot of pressure on him. To the other side, that Texas defense, though, G. I'm telling you. defense, though, that was the biggest thing for me. I I have not seen that Texas defense fly around, be physical, as like they were today in a while, at least years. Probably like maybe since the first or Colorado defense when Herman first got there. Yeah. Like that's probably as far as it's been that long. 
They were attacking. They were confident. They were playing assignment sound football. They allowed that one chunk play to McClellan early, and the rest of the time they were busting shops. They were. They, it was. You know, I don't know if I can cut, but it was assholes and elbows every <laughs> step of the way. After that, they did not back down, and even after that play, they came right back. They came right back. Yep. So they and never that, turned the ball over, but they made it life very hard for Bryce Young all day. And and that to me was the biggest takeaway. We have not seen the Texas defense be that fast, be that physical, play that style of defense, and not just that, but respond. In years past, Texas would give up that McClellan play, and that McClellan play would turn into another McClellan play or a long drive that puts you down two scores. And the response from those teams, even after Ewers got hurt, even after Card doesn't have the leg to put it up, which by the way, Xavier Worthy thought those quarterbacks were food all day, and that yeah. there, there were he beat him on a double move, and just Card didn't have the legs for it but to me the story of the game is the defense right we had questions about the defense coming out they looked really good against ulm but it's ulm right and and so they came out and you saw them play fast you saw them play physical tavondre sweat should have gotten credit for his safety that was the weirdest dumbest sequence of plays and officiating i've ever seen in 30 years of playing and watching football right but like the d the d the defense was not what we anticipated it being in a good way. They were, again, fast. And if they can play that way each and every week, regardless of who the quarterback is, Texas has got a shot to win most of the games on their schedule. I think that, to me, is the biggest takeaway from this game. Six straight punts to one of the top offenses in the country a year ago. That is like – that like the red light is going off. The, the flags are going up. Like That's what we want to see from this defense and what we wanted to see from this defense each and every week in the past. Absolutely. And, like, I know – a lot of things people were worried about were coming in was the secondary, man. And yeah. I, I, they, I, got, I didn't hear Jermaine Burton's name all all game. He can't. He was a big player guy for Georgia last year. He transferred to Bama this into this off season. I was expecting to see his name flash a lot. The main yeah. guy who was really giving him a problem was Jameer Gibbs, and he's the running back. I could yeah. you could tell early in the game that it looked like Bill O'Brien wanted to get him involved in the passing game, motioning him out, putting him in the slot. This seemed like they saw something on tape that they could expose and. He, and, and even though there was like a little gap in between, as a, at, later in the game, they came right back to him and he made some big plays, got some birds down. But like that's you know, in between that, the secondary they didn't make it. They, did they blow a coverage all game? Even when Deshaun Jameson went down, did they blow a coverage? Like like that was things that we saw a lot of last year. Guys were playing undisciplined, didn't have good eyes, like you know, just giving up big explosive plays like almost every other drive, and they didn't do that. And it's not like you got. You got guys who are average football players on the other side of the ball in that Bama offense. You know, you got yep. a running back that can go. You got a quarterback that can sling it. You got guys that can run it wide out and everywhere else. And they weren't letting them have anything easy. They made them earn everything except I, for the McClellan touchdown. They let, made them earn every single point outside of that. And that's all you can ask for. 100%. And somebody's name that we have to say specifically is Jalen Ford because he was way out of position on the McClellan touchdown. Mm-hmm. He he let an offensive lineman block two players on that play. The lineman mm-hmm. got blocked and then he got caught up and he responded. And he was one of the better linebackers, one of the better defenders on that defense throughout the game. He flashed. He looked really, really good. And he's a guy that I think the coaching staff, it's the reason why his development is why they can play overshone all over the field. They can put over Sean close to the line. They can play him at linebacker. Jalen Ford's continued development 
development continued emergence is only going to be I, I use this dumb term it's going to make things unstuck for the defense it's going to, to allow Pete Kwiatkowski to do more schematically because he can use overshone in a lot of different ways and Jalen Ford and I think the the biggest the biggest compliment I can give that linebacking unit is that we didn't really notice them and that right. is good for a group of linebackers because last year it was linebackers missed their run fits linebackers out of positions we didn't notice the linebackers and that's a positive development for this defense right they didn't get gutted today like i said that that was like it was like a wide zone stretch run play and but outside of that was that was an 81 yard touchdown run outside of that they they didn't give up a lot they only gave up 161 total yards on the ground g and that's ballooned by that run. Yeah. So imagine if they hadn't they hadn't had that happen. Because I noticed also in real time that Alex Collins, I can't even call him Alex, Alfred Collins got hooked on the play. And yeah. when I saw in real time, when I saw him, when I saw his numbers, I could see his numbers from my, my living on room. On the broadcast. I said, that's not good. So it's going to go. It's going to go for something, but how much? But that, like you said, Jalen Ford got caught up in the wash too. He couldn't scrape over the top and, and try to minimize that gain. And it went all the way to the crib. And kudos to the perimeter blocking by Bama because that thing, they, they had everybody hemmed up out there. But that was the worst of it when it came to the run game. They had, they like they locked it down after that. So it, you brought up a good point about not hearing the linebackers' names a lot. Another group whose who's names I didn't hear a bunch, even though like we, we saw the quarterback kind of go down a couple of times with the offensive line. We didn't, I ain't forgot that we had a left tackle out there who was making a second career start or a right guard making his second career start. And a couple of those those quarterback sacks weren't on the offensive line, including that last one, because yep. Will Anderson's a free runner. Ball's got to be gone. It was good coverage. You can't – that's not on the offensive line. He was a free yep. runner coming right up an open gap. And, like, look, it's, it is what it is. Sometimes the defense just gets you like that. But that's the quarterback's didn't man. Hear, didn't hear Kelvin Banks' name called one time, and he was going against future Sunday players on the edge all afternoon. So I hope I can see the tape again. I want to focus solely on him, but like you know, as you as the game wore on, and we saw like this is gonna be this might be actually be a football game. But I, I started just kind of like ball watching and kind of watching the big picture, seeing what everything else that was happening. But I'm my I am mighty pleased knowing that the youngsters for the most part look like they were holding their own against some really good football players on the interior. And a guy whose name I've said a lot in a lot of negative ways is Christian Jones. And we have to call him out as well because Mm -hmm. Dallas Turner on the other side, no slouch himself. And so Uh again, the the fact that we didn't notice those guys, it wasn't noticeable that that is we, you and I have said it kind of tongue in cheek in, in, in text conversations like that. This Texas offensive line doesn't need to be world beaters. They don't need to be the best offensive line unit in the country. They just need to not be, not give up those Olay blocks. They need to not give up the lookout blocks. And that's not what we saw today. A lot of the sacks, let's just be on a lot of the sacks were either coverage sacks or the quarterback, not holding uh, not letting go of the ball when he should have. And that to me, again, those are things that hopefully you can clean up in, in film this week. Again, there, there's a difference in the offense when the quarterback changes, but all in all, again, I, I don't believe in moral victories. I really don't believe in moral victories at all. Texas should have won this game. They left a lot of points on the field. But as we think about a team that went five and seven a year ago, lost six consecutive, lost to Kansas in double overtime at home, like all of those things are staring you right in the face. And they take the number one team in the country, presumptive national champion contender, Bama to the wire. Like that to me, hopefully shows the trajectory of where Steve Sarkeesian can take this program if he gets the time, if he gets the resources, and if he gets the backing that he needs. Right. The big picture, right? That, like, that was one of the things. Like, I think Allah was harping on a lot. Like, 
before this game, like, you know, leading up. And even during this game, like, I was like, man, remember, Texas was not even supposed to be anywhere close to winning this game. They could they have won it. Sure as hell could. But nobody, and I mean nobody, like some, if somebody laid a, lot, like a stack of money they, they on Texas to win this game, I know they had, like, the meat sweats going, man. <laughs> and they were coming very close to pulling it off because if you bet on Texas, you stood to win a lot of money today. Yeah. And they and they almost came through, but like it's like no matter how that end of this game went, whether they found a way to win it or not, this was a big, big, big win for them for the big picture going forward because this team now you just gave them confidence, right? Yo, we could go toe to toe with Bama. Oh, word. Oh, that that's the kind of confidence that's going to leak over to the next game and the next game and the next game when they realize that nobody left on their schedule is Alabama. So guess what? Here we go. So obviously, we got to see what happens as far as what's going to happen at the quarterback position because obviously that's probably the most important position on the field. But I would be shocked if this didn't help the, that locker room and their recruiting efforts because you know this was a big game nationally televised. One hundred and five thousand people were in the stadium and they put up one a hell of a fight. I would be shocked if this does not help them in the long term. You know, in the recruiting efforts trying to close some guys out because now you got something to sell if you're Steve Sarkeesian. Absolutely. This this is a momentum builder for Texas. Again, if they can build off this, right? We've seen Texas mm -hmm. play really well in these games. We saw LSU about three years ago, and it didn't quite turn out as much as we hoped it would be. But if Texas can turn, if Texas can take this momentum, take that performance, if you can put that film on and say, you could do this against the most talented, one of the two most talented teams in the country, you should be able to do that against anybody. That hopefully will build something in the locker room, in, in the hearts and the minds of those players, and get them them moving towards the goals that they have for the season because again Steve Sarkeesian said it before the game he was probably tempering expectations a little bit the goal for the year was Arlington the goal for the year was a big 12 championship and so if they can play like they did today every Saturday that is a very achievable goal for Texas absolutely like I said all, all pending what we can get going at the quarterback I mean I was starting to feel for feel for Hudson Card man because he was out there limping couldn't couldn't step into his throat, so you knew he was wounded back there, man. And you know those 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 big animals on the other side of the ball, they sense blood, and they knew they were gonna get some get, get some licks on them. So, I mean, I gotta take my hat off to the kid. That's gutty. Not many yeah. dudes are gonna go out there and put themselves in a line of fire like that, man. When you know that those dudes are coming every single play trying to hunt you. So I give a lot of credit, man. But I, I like there was like there was a that was a couple throws back to back where I could just tell he didn't like he like man he can't put he can't put nothing into his throws right now it was that quote like a corner route to Casey Kane came up short he was open next play it was the worthy came up, which by the way on that play great protection B. Yep. John Robinson they talked about his pass protecting ability that dude stepped right up into the hole the linebacker stalemated him and all they did everything you could but he just could not put his the juice on the ball to get it there like I, I mean like I was like man these just put him in a position to give them a chance, like, like yep. and, they, and they got that last drive. They did just that. Start schemed up something just so he can get ball, a ball that he could get there. Not have to put a ton of juice, just get it there. Let the receivers do the rest of the work, and, and they almost pulled up and almost went down there and scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown there. They probably win the game because then you yep. got Bama having to do a heck of a lot more lifting in that last drive. So, man, I, I'm very encouraged. You know, in the long term, man, I just I hope we are able to see this offense at full strength you know, going forward so we can see what Stark can really do because they got guys 
even even with some injuries. They got guys out there that can still play football, and the offense they, they ain't gonna be bad. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Objectively, big game for Texas. Subjectively, as fans, still a little frustrating. Thank you all so much for joining us for this live stream, Daniel. If the folks want more of what you got to offer, man, where can they find you on the internet? Obviously, you can come follow me uh, at Daniel C1 on Twitter, and uh, obviously, you, you can catch me tomorrow on Burn Ordination. We're going to be doing our we're going to be doing our chat just like we did last week. So we're going to you know we're going to talk about the football game. Be fire away comments. I'm going to be there for a while. Got plenty to talk about this week. Hey. You know, I was sitting there in them comments of the set, of the ULM game last year saying, man, I'm kind of nervous. My biggest thing was trying to make this come out of this game healthy physically and mentally. I think mentally they're healthy, but they're banged up physically. But look, hey, look, man, y'all y'all hang in there because I'm, I'm as, as encouraged as I've been in a while. And you brought up like the LSU game a couple of years ago. You know, it's, it's crazy. These, these very highly ranked SEC teams coming to Austin, they barely escape, you know. So let's see what happens from going here forward because this Texas program is showing that they can play with some of the best teams. They just got to figure out how to string together these games week to week and see what happens. The the training staff will earn their money this week. Thank you all for joining us. Check This will be in your podcast feed tomorrow morning. You can find our full recap on Tuesday morning in our normal spot, and we'll preview the UTSA Roadrunners on Thursday. Thank you all so much for joining us. Have a fantastic afternoon, and we'll see you next time.